0: This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with, with Andy, Andy Whitehead. Whitehead, helping you build your recruitment employment business fast, fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies.
1: So welcome to this week's In A Circle call. Today we've got a hot seat. So a hot seat is whereby a member from the Ignition Group shares their story. So they could, they may have been with us three months and they've had a, um, got straight into traction mode and killed it. They may have been with us a year and done their first seven-figure year. They may be going through a transitional stage and looking to go fully retained or it could be a revenue hot seat could be any matter of reason for the hot seat so we used to do one of these every month and it's completely my bad that we slowed these down because back into last year we had so much new content we were looking to get it all out but we're going to reintroduce the hot seat so today we've got our hot seat for january and we've got darren franks so in short i was looking for a title for darren and it was difficult to come up with one because he's done so much but in essence the the outcome so far and it is always evolving the outcome so far is six decks Sorry, 5X the revenue, roughly, in the first six months of being with us. But there's been a number of shifts that I'm very quickly going to highlight. But then I'm going to let Darren share his story. So with a hot seat, guys, key thing is this. The document you need inside the inner circle is called the Hot Seat Maximizer. And you'll note the strategy, you'll note the insight, you know the action. So if we have a 90-minute, two-hour hot seat once a month, end of each year, you've got 24 hours of people who've gone from either startup to 300K, or they've gone from 300K to 600K, or in this case, 5X their revenue. Very quickly, if you take the strategy and the insight and apply it to the actions inside the inner circle in the relevant session, you've got gold for your team to implement. So don't allow this to be passive. Shut down Facebook, shut down all the other elements you're looking at right now. Make this an application session, because everything you're going through, someone else has done before. So very quickly, this is our, our handsome man. He's very, very shy, very retiring, and um, you're about to see that. Yourself. Um, Darren actually isn't that good looking in real life. This must be taken when he's 21. Uh, but he's still fairly handsome. But this is Darren's going to be sharing his story today. So I'm going to let Darren drive all this. But I want to give you quick insights. You're going to check him out, see on, on, on LinkedIn, and you'll see, um, you see his background. He's got a very heavyweight background in recruitment that Darren's going to share. Now, just very quickly, some shifts we're going to go through. So. Really getting from panic mode into more business than you can handle. This is Darren's worst, not mine. From 300 emails a day to less than 20. From f- fluffy business plan to blueprint. From what do I do with this business through to so shell it, um, sell it or have a lifestyle business. And being part of the group, feeling alone to really now got a group of um, we, you guys are in it. Well, most of you are in it, you doers. So these are some of the shift Darren's going to go through you. But in terms of the, the framework for the next 90 minutes, two hours, say 90 minutes, we'll go to three parts. So the first part will probably be about 20 minutes. And Darren's going to share his his, um, his own story, so from a helicopter view. Now, for all of you on the call now, this first part, you might be on iTunes, you might be on YouTube, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. This first part, you guys are going to get, and it's Blake Lease. See if Blake's on the call. If you're there, Blake, give me a, Blake, give me a high five. It's actually Blake who said, listen, these hot seats and you know, members sharing their, their cool stuff, it would be great for other people outside of the inner circle to know about this. So the first part... The, the shifts and Darren's, Darren's story, we're going to let all of you see it, everyone, for the first time. So, that first part, everyone can see it. So, Blake, complete kudos to you, your idea. Now, again, we're going to reference some of these shifts. Second part, part two, we're going to have to say goodbye to non Inner Circle members because this is going to be privy, private, confidential to the group. And Darren's going to take us through his application of, of the Inner Circle strategies and, and what he's done and some of how he's done it. So, that's going to be Purely for um, for members, obviously. And part three, be around Darren's future. So what's the next 90 days look like? What's Darren's constraints right now? And we're going to ensure we've got a, place, uh, a plan in place for Darren to really kick the backside out of the next 90 days. And focusing on metrics, focusing on revenue, focusing on profit and less time in the business of Darren. So the key fundamentals come inside the inner circle. So three phases again. So again, the first 20 minutes, thereabouts, everyone will, will hear. So Darren will be um, famous. Um, parts two and three. Clearly, it's going to be a um, few guys on the corner in a circle members. That's what we're going to do. And again, that's down to Blake. So, Blake, big virtual high five. So, with that said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand over the mic to our man, Darren. I'm going to bring up my iPad. So, I'm going to mute Darren. Are you there, Darren? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Darren, how are you doing? Nandy. I'm good. I'm good.
0: So um, yeah, the internet's been a bit iffy today, so hopefully it holds up.
1: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we um, we can power through it. So first off, just um, for guys on call, want to make sure that they can hear you, okay? Just let the guys know. um, Well, what you have for lunch? Standard question.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sushi, actually. Believe it or not.
1: Oh, was it? (laughs) Very very trying to
0: be on the on the on the old health kick. Now I've actually found some time in the week to go back to the gym. So uh, yeah.
1: Oh, good man. On a bit of a health kick. Good man. So so guys, first off, can you hear Darren okay? Let me know. You must be doing well if, you go, if you're going to the gym. yep, great. So let's do this then. So first off, let's say this first 20 minutes, let's, um, for those on the course, so Inner Circle members, you know the, the biggest challenge that we, we normally see is, shit, does this work? And then then actually getting it into implementation. Then we tweak and we convert, et cetera, et cetera. So first part of this, really for existing Inner Circle members to go, well, most of the guys are actually doing this now um, to a lesser or greater extent to yourself, Dan, but really it's for them to go, shit, this guy's only been with the text amount of months and this has happened. So if we go through that, your sort of story, if, if it's cool with you, I'll sort of drive the, the framework. And if you can you know, sort of give me your story to go through, is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Cool. So let's do this then. So, guys, again, I want to bring up the hot seat maximizer as we go through. You guys um, post questions, insights for Darren inside the chat box. But um, let's power through this then. So so if we think about before you you and I met then, Darren, going back to those days and where you were right at the time and where you were what, what, going through in your mindset, you had uh, some things going on, didn't you? So, you know, what, should I move forward, et cetera, et cetera. But f- before all that, though, there's a little bit about you, isn't there? So how did you get to that place? So if I may... Could you just give me a bit of background on yourself, Darren? So, you know, who you are, what you've been doing. Just give us a minute or two so the guys can get the sort of, um, well, they can get who you are. Is that cool?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, this is my, my 19th year in the industry, um, although obviously I don't look like that from the picture, but um, that's <laughs> taken quite a few years ago. So, yeah, n- 19 years doing this. originally started in the UK. Um, I worked for um, part of the Harvey Nash Group um, for a couple of years. Um, Contingency recruitment, um, then joined us a startup at the point at that time, um, which was again, had a a, a, a contingency player, but had more of a focus on the international markets, which, which kind of really appealed to me at that point. So I spent the first four or five years um, working in that business and literally it was, you know, two, three of us and built it up to. There's about 20, 22 people, I think, at that point. Um, and then we had an office in Dubai that wasn't doing very well. So I was asked to go out to Dubai for uh, a year, uh, six years later, <laughs> um, after running Dubai office and kind of loving life out there and went out there as a single man, came back with uh, a wife and two kids. Not quite sure how that happened. <laughs> um, and then um, uh, we, we decided we wanted a, a footprint on, in, in Africa. We've been doing a lot of work there. Um I kind of looked around the room and said, "Well, who, who's going to go and launch it?" And no one put their hands up, so uh, it looked like it was me. So um, moved the family to uh, to Cape Town. That was four and a half, maybe five years ago now, actually. Um, yeah. And worked in that business. And anyway, to to cut a long story short, uh, exited that business, uh, where are we now, two and a half years ago. Um, And I was done. Quite honestly, Andy, I I know we've had this conversation. I I was done with the recruitment. Um, I was done with running sales teams. I was done with um, being that that master-slave relationship with clients. Um, I was done with... um, I'm not going to say the competitive element, but, you know, that, that, you know, working against, you know, five or six other agencies, um, that whole sort of contingent model. I I, honestly, I I just had enough. Um, So I I went on a bit of a a spree and started speaking to different sort of software vendors um, who were all involved in in talent acquisition or HR and just seeing what was out there. Um, And as as I was sort of working with a lot of these vendors, um, what what struck me was that. Um, their process, their, their their client attraction process. Um, you know, there's some nurturing that went on, and there was a, a couple in particular that have always sort of stuck in my mind. Of, you know, I thought this is great. You know, I've gone to their website, and then an hour later, I've got an email going. Hey, look, you know, one of you be interested in this or that. Said, How do they read my mind? How do they know that? Um, and it, it kind of opened my eyes to the whole sort of inbound marketing. And um, prior to, to obviously speaking with you, Andy, um, I. Decided we were going to do recruitment. We were going to go back into recruitment, but I wanted to do it in a very different way. We were going to try this kind of inbound methodology and see whether it could be applied to recruitment. Um, and quite honestly, we winged it for the best part of three, four months, um, and we had a bit of success. We had a you know a couple of clients that sort of came to us, but um, there wasn't any focus. There certainly wasn't a niche. We were doing kind of recruitment in Africa. Um, And, uh, you know, that's 54 countries and God knows how many billions of people. So it it was just far too wide. Um, And there was just no clear strategy. Um, I had some investment from uh, a couple of individuals, high net worth individuals who I'd I'd known for a while. They put a bit of money into the business just to kind of fund us for a a year. Um, But that that money was starting to dry up. So... um, you know, I, I've got, uh, you know, a lifestyle I need to maintain, um, not necessarily to the same level as it was when I was in Dubai, but, um, you know, kids, kids in school, um, you know, wife,
1: happy wife, happy life that goes
0: with that. So, well, exactly. Um, and it, it, it wasn't happy wife at that point. It was a very stressful wife and a very stressful husband. Um, you know, it, it, it was stressful anyway. So, um, uh, I think some of the other things, I've written some notes down here, Andy, as well, and one of the things I think that I didn't, I wasn't aware of, or I certainly didn't um, have any data around, was was actually the, the opportunity cost. Um, and when I'm talking about opportunity cost, you know, when you get a new role from a client um, and you have to fill it in, you know, if you're, if you're getting 20 different roles in a month, you have to do 20 different searches. You have to do 20 times the amount of work Whereas if you're working in a niche and you have, you know, a bank of data, um, as in candidates, actually, you don't need to go and reinvent the wheel every time. Now, obviously, you know, you, you, there's there's going to be, um, you know, the old requirements that come up um, where you're going to have to go and do a search. And to be fair, we, we're still doing a lot of that. But I can certainly see where we're moving towards. So the opportunity cost was really high. Um, we had no direction as a business. You know, I had a business plan, but quite honestly, it was a templated one that, I've used for donkey's years um, and just kind of filling in the blanks, but it it, well, it wasn't a plan. It was a document just to kind of you know, um, tick a box that we've got a business plan. You know, the bank wanted one, so we just knocked one together and gave it to the bank. But there, were, there was certainly no clear direction and there wasn't really a strategy. Um, and I think ultimately I was doing everything myself. I had a couple of people um, who worked for me in, in, in the past that joined me. Um, but I, I was doing probably ninety percent of, uh, of of the work, and um, you know that, that that's not sustainable. It's not scalable, and um, you know I, I would have burnt. I was feeling I was already starting to feel burnt out um, after yeah. sort of six or seven months of doing this by myself, uh, and just things. It, you know, it needed to change. We we needed more direction. Um, you know, and I felt I had a lot of the understanding of how inbound works, but I certainly didn't have. The recipe i didn't know how it all fitted together got it um and then i jumped onto one of your podcasts i think it was one of your webinars and um i think it was you know um uh, i'm an honest guy i think it was probably four minutes in i went yeah okay done um and i think i booked into your calendar about four minutes into that conversation so um that's that's kind of where we were and um yeah, I think
1: that kind of answers your question, hopefully. Yeah, it does. So, I, I, um, the reason why I'm on the call now is, is two reasons. Number one is because you've got an extensive background in, in recruitment, like most people on the call now, in some way. But you really have gone through the process, setting up you know, a, a substantial um, business, transferred to a different um, country, done it again and again. You've been around the blocking short, is the first thing. And the second thing was, I remember I was very transparent with you, and said, when I met you, I was like, fucking love Darren. We met in London. And it was like, well, when I first met you, whatever knows is like, oh, this guy might be a little bit of a handful. Because like you say, you've been through lots, lots of stuff. But what you've done though, is you've taken it and ran with it. Um, and I've got, I got that assumption completely wrong, completely on me. But that's just based on the written word, which you no know means jackal. So, when you When you watched that webinar and you came in and all that stuff happened in your mind, just if you could summarize this in ten seconds, what was going through your mind? was it um confusion was it overwhelm or what was going through, going on first of all no, no it wasn 't any of that it,
0: it honestly it was it was excitement um, that 's the only word I can use because I I, I I was looking for this kind of support, and I think the other thing sorry this is going to be more than ten seconds, but i wa- I want to give some some um, uh, some background to this as well. Um, you know, I'd I acted as an NED for, for a couple of businesses. Um, again, was, I honestly, probably wasn't getting adding a great deal of value. I was then approached by probably every other NED there is in the recruitment industry, um, asking me for a £1,000 a month to basically talk to me for an hour um, a month. Yep. And I just wasn't going to get any value from that. Um, you know, they're great guys. And I think if you're running a traditional recruitment business, they're great people to have. I'm sure they have lots of value. Um, but for me, it just it just wouldn't work. Um, so again, I kind of went through that circle. And when I came across you guys and I listened to that webinar, um, honestly, it was kind of a no-brainer. I was just excited.
1: Love that. Love that. It's um, That's what makes me buzz. You know that. It makes me smile in a geeky way. Um, okay, so you, so when you joined, you came in with excitement. And then you, you got moving forward. Let's do this. If we could break down maybe... Um, let's do the following. So let's maybe look at what was going on inside the inner circle or sorry, before you joined the inner circle. So, um, for two reasons, one, for those listening now on the call, who are inside the ignition group, some will be at your position, some will be before it, but they're going to go, Oh shit, I'm where Darren was the big, big, mighty Darren. That's where I am. Um, so what was going on, you know, before you actually joined the inner circle, maybe in terms of, um, you know, business finances, maybe time in the business, maybe what was your vision for the future of the business? If you break down into those, those three areas—business, you know, finances, um, yeah—and then time in the business, then you know what was going through your mind in terms of the growth of the business, the future before the inner circle. What was going on in your world at that point?
0: So I'd uh, I'd, I'd invested quite a bit of money into this venture, um, and you know that 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 money was slowly starting to dissipate, um, as was our sort of our, our nest egg that we built up over, over a number of years. Um, uh so there was there was a lot of pressure, a hell of a lot of pressure to to generate revenue. Um prior to coming to RMA, you know, we we had some deals and you know, uh it was kind of trickling through. It just there just was no scale um and there was no real focus. Um so that's kind of where we were financially. As I said to you, we we did get some investment and we still got some investors, which is great. Um they've actually um we actually agreed an amount uh that they would invest. For um, a stake in the business, we've only actually drawn down fifty percent of that money um, in the last two years, which is great. So we've still got a buffer, just in case we want to do something, you know, a bit different, or we have, you know, God forbid, a couple of quiet months. Um, we still have a bit of security. But um, so that's where we were financially. Um, in terms of me and what my life looked at looked like, um, I had uh, a bedroom that I converted into an office that was on top of my garage. Um, it had two skylights, so actually, still has skylights. I haven't spent any money, on <laughs> so it's still got two skylights. Um, and I spent probably fourteen to fifteen hours a day in that room. Um, I may have gone downstairs to have the odd bite to eat, or my, my wife, when um, when she was there, she'd bring up a sandwich. But um, that was—I that, mean, that was it. That was my life. I was in these four walls, and those four walls got closer and closer and darker and darker. Um,
1: You've all been there. And
0: it was. Um, yeah, and you know, whilst working from home, I think for, for some people it suits them. I've always worked in an office. Um, I needed to get out, um, and I can come on to that bit in a
1: bit if you want. Love to. Love to. So, in terms of the the financial side, the, the before, so we've got some pressure there, and we'll come through the shift in a second because the figure I mentioned was right, I think, wasn't it? From um, sort of five, seven K a month, about th- well, five to seven K to about 30 K a month now, isn't it? So moving rapidly. But that yeah. actual shift we'll go through in a second. But before then, so we got the the financial, financial side of things. What about in terms of your your actual, you know, the lifeblood of the business, which is clients and his candidates? Just give the guys an insight into maybe what's happening before in terms of client leads or, or candidates.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, I actually won a, a deal back where we're we now, 20, uh, 2016 uh, December, I think it was, yeah, it was, um, 2016 um, an old client of mine, or an old contact of mine, contacted me saying he's just moved to a new company. Um, they're looking at expanding across Africa. They're, they're doing this thing called fintech or payments. And I went, uh, okay, yeah, fine. And he said, uh, you know, we, we need 40 people. Yeah, okay. No problem. So I got on a plane, went over to Nairobi, um, met him, literally signed a the deal there, and then came back and went okay, that's going to be interesting. Um, What the bloody hell, Spencer, what the bloody hell. Um, But, um, uh, you know, it it was a good deal. It was on a retainer. It was on a 12-month retainer. Um, So I had, you know, consistent revenue coming in, enough to cover the overheads of the business, but certainly not enough to make any profit. Um, So that was kind of deal one. And then we had a couple of other bits and pieces. Um, Again, just from contacts we knew, it was, you know, just um, that that, that same old recruitment, you know, going through your your black book or bit. It's now called LinkedIn, but, um, you know, going through that and uh, just trying to find business. Um, and that was so, honestly, that was soul-destroying. That was, you know, you know, I've got, you know, some skills in some where I have never, um, yeah, uh, so I was back to doing that and uh, it
1: wasn't fun. Got it. So just so you know, it's broke up very quickly but I think I got the gist of it. So if we break down what you were maybe doing this, this might be an idea before we get into the, the how. If we think about what the, maybe what was the before and after. So if we got the before and we got the after, if we think about maybe uh, break it down to what, you know, so one's going to be your, well, your finances. Um, two's going to be the lifeblood, going to be client leads. And candidates. Um, if we break it down into, you know, you went into your personal life and you being Nick Knowles, looking, sorting out your solar panels on the roof, or sorry, your, your skylights on the roof. Three is your time in the business. Um, if we break it down to before and after of those three, if just in terms of just a brief breakdown, so do it this way, it'd be easier. Before and after, because you reference some of those elements there. So if that's your, your personal driver, which it sounds like they were at the time. What was going on? So in terms of finances, per month, what was it before? What is it now? Um, Client leads, what was it um, before? What is it now? Then your time in the business, what was it before? What was it now? Just so before we get into a bit more detail, the guys on the call can sort of get some objective measure.
0: Yeah, sure. So before, um, we were averaging about £7,000, £8,000 a month. Just to put that into context as well, it's probably important just to – no the market we're working in which is um the fintech side across Africa um obviously the, the salaries in Africa uh, therefore the fees in Africa are a lot less than what they would be in Europe or the US yeah. so um that 7k is is probably three or four deals as opposed to you know maybe one or half of what some of the other members do got it um okay. where we are now um we're up to uh look at this month it's about 40k um next month's probably going to be about 38k. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, pff, I don't know, my math isn't that good, but we're, we're damn sight better than we were.
1: So, it's actually a bit more than that. So, five strokes, six times um, where you are. And so, six months, it's, yeah. five, it's basically five or six extra business then, which is five to six extra yeah. business in six months. Great. What about your your, your client leads then? So, the lifeblood obviously is clients and its candidates. Just, you know, rough understand before and after, because what we can do in a second, we can dig deep on these. What was it um, before for client leads, candidates, and what was it now?
0: Um, well, for client leads, was a big fat zero. I mean, there just wasn't any leads. Um, it was all, you know, that um, sort of outbound calling, sending emails, you know, the, the, the stuff that every other agency does, basically. And was it now? Um, candidates. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so this month, and where are we, 23rd of Jan, I've had 20 three twenty-four booked client calls into my diary without 20, me doing anything, without me speaking to a single person.
1: Twenty-four into diary and we're two thirds away through the month. Okay. So that's twenty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's booked people want to talk to me, our ideal avatars um yeah, in the diary. Great. Uh candidate wise for us. Not a big challenge. Um, you know, candidates, it's, it's, it's very much a client-led market as opposed to a candidate-led market. So okay. generating candidates was never never really a problem and still isn't really a problem.
1: So the constraint was client-size. So cool. So we completely turned out and said 24 yeah. to is What's the date today? 20, 23rd. Cool. 23rd of So rough, maybe one a day then, if, if extrapolate across a month. Um, so time in the business. So your yeah. time in the business then. What, what, were you, what was it like before for you? Um, and what is it now? Was, one of the reasons that you're talking, Darren, is on one of the... Um, in the of course we did before Christmas, you put inside the chat box, you've taken your um, – well, you and I had a conversation about your, your inbox, didn't we? And then you put inside the chat box, mm. uh, my inbox is at zero. And then um, I think a few people thought we were bullshitting. And it was like, so it was like, oh, well, I don't because you turned it around in a matter of hours. I said to you it might take a lot longer than that. So um, your time in the business, just what was it before and what was it now? And we can dig a bit deeper on what it means in a second. But...
0: Yeah. So, um, okay, I, I, I'm a workaholic. Um, you know, if there was a diagnostic for that, I would, I would certainly uh, be into that quartile. Um, so I, uh, you know, my time in the business probably hasn't changed. Um, Darren, you're making me look stupid in the now. Business... <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no I'm not. I'm joking. It, 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 it's about productivity. No, yep. I think it's about you know being a. You can be a busy fool, which is exactly. what I was. I was a busy fool. I was I was running around like a bloody headless chicken, um, trying to do everything. I was building websites. I was doing deals with vendors. I was farting around with Twitter. I was I, Honestly, I was doing absolutely bloody everything. Um, now, I'm probably doing the same amount of hours um, but I'm in more control. Um, obviously, I've got a team now so um, we, we've delegated. Um, people have got very clear roles, which I can come on to in a bit, how we get to that point. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I don't hire a single salesperson. There's not one single salesperson in my business. Brilliant. Um, and that's how I want to remain. Yeah. Uh, um, so um, yeah, in, in terms of time i 'm probably doing the same amount of hours um, but I, I really enjoy what I do now anyway um, and yeah so uh, time hasn 't changed, but productivity has increased i don 't know a hundredfold
1: that 's a better question actually you've um, give me a good frame that 's a better question in the future, productivity in the business versus time. Um, you're absolutely right some people say screw it, I'll do two days a week and others say well, if you give me four days a week I'll still work four days but 3x the revenue or whatever it's going to be um, so that's a better question thank you for that um, I wish we did that privately uh, so, in t- so in terms of the, um, the maybe if we took some of the, the biggest changes so we've we referenced there some objective measures that we can dig deep on in a second when we go into uh, you know, inner circle only and you know the housing and strategies and so forth but in terms of the, the biggest changes so, if you could just maybe summarise those. So we, you know, we've, we referenced, you know, a very quick screenshot of some of the things. But if those sort of four, five, six, seven things that you, which has been a shift for you, Darren. If you, could, if you could go through those just very quickly, you know, maybe a minute or two on each one, mm-hmm. that'd be be useful, really, really useful, because each of those is 100% a problem for almost everyone at some point in in, in building their recruitment business, no matter where they are. Um, so let's go through those. So basically, these are the changes maybe from, if we're six, it's about six months together now we've been inside the inner circle about that? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if we're, so if we're yeah. six months in, so of course the shifts between six months and 12 months would be different from the shifts zero to six months. So if we look at the shifts then from zero to six months, where we are now, and we go through those shifts, just if you could give an insight into what it was and the impact.
0: Well, the single biggest one is the niche is the niche focus that is you know without that you 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 know anyone's considering going into sort of RMI or or anything equivalent it's just not going to work you need to have a focus um and I think Andy um after our first call which was probably the week after the webinar I think it was um you said you know your niche which wasn't really a niche it was kind of recruitment in Africa um was was far too wide uh far too broad you need to narrow it um I think the day after that we kind of sat around and went, all right, well, let's just do fintech in Africa um, and literally had a punt. Um, and that actually, it's worked out quite well. But um, so for me, the niche focus is the single
1: biggest thing um, Great. that we changed. Great. So before we were more general, what, what's the second one? Yeah. Uh, I think the other one was probably a mindset
0: shift. And that was. You know, you're not going to please everyone. You you know, there's no such thing as perfection. Stop trying to be a perfectionist. Um, and that was that was a big thing for me. Um, you know, I've been building my, I say my personal brand. Uh, it sounds a bit a bit corny and a bit crap, um, but I've been kind of building my profile for, for many many years. And what I didn't want to do was dilute that by sending out kind of crap um you know badly worded emails or um you know crappy content so I, i didn't want to do any of that um but then i quite quickly learned or acknowledged that you know you can't be you can't be perfect in all of this and you know just because you haven't put a comma in the right place on a certain article doesn't make any blind bit of difference to anyone um it's about getting your brand out there and it's about that brand awareness so that was, that was the second one. Yeah, one of the things with you, with
1: you, Darren, I've got to say as well on that, because when we spoke, you know, we had the conversation. It was a little bit, um, I want to say button heads, because you got it and I got it you know where you are. And it was, um, it was just having that um, faith to move. So Darren, do this. It's on my shoulders as well as yours. Just do it. And you did. But then you did some other things as well. So for example, the client attainment system, you're the first person to sit down and use client attainment system with gaps in it. So it becomes a, um, a conversion tool in terms of that you know, with, with the client. And you just did it. So I'd say that you've, you've jumped over that hugely in terms of that, that um, just do it mindset. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, um, I, I would. I mean, um, again, because I think I conceptually I got what RMI was about and, and what all the strategies were, and maybe, maybe that was slightly different to some of the other members that, that, that are joining or have joined, um, was that I, I kind of got it and... I kind of had the tools as well, I just didn't know how to apply them properly, um, so when I started going through the webinars and the training and you know all the various different hot seats and sessions it it kind of all made sense, but again, it was well let's just excuse the excuse the French here, but fuck it let's just do it um, <laughs> and
1: that's what we did <laughs> we, we we did um, nothing to lose Ex- yeah. exa- exactly. What be a third shift
0: um the fact that I've taken the business into the realms of being a data-driven business, as opposed to being reliant on people, reliant on three hundred and sixty recruiters, or one hundred and eighty recruiters, or eighty, or whatever fucking recruiters you can call. Um, I've, I've <laughs> gone away from that, um, and we're, we're, we're now running the business on data.
1: Love that, love that. So, three shifts: a niche focus, mindset shift, and uh, from people reliant, little black book reliant into data-driven reliant, and I didn't realize you had no salespeople. We're looking to hire no salespeople, well, per se. What about the one thing you mentioned to me, which I thought was two things you actually did. One was a tactical outcome, which is the your inbox went from 300 to 20 at quick shift because I'm thinking, who was it, Blake? Um, if it wasn't Blake, my apologies. Someone was going through the same process just before Christmas, and I gave a timeline and a set of steps, and then you chirped in and said I did it in two hours, and again, you made me look silly, Darren. So in terms of the tactic... That shift, that shift that you did with the emails, just give, if you could give a, a minute into it is possible, maybe not so much the how, but a case of just doing it. And secondly, one thing you also said was about the, um, again, you've been a recruitment a long time now and you've gone to different countries to set up offices, is that like the whole business plan approach. So now you've got something that is tangible as opposed to just a piece of paper a bank manager wants to see. If you could go those two things, I think that'd be useful for the guys on the call right now. Could you do that?
0: Yeah. So in terms of the email, uh, that was that was a, a burden, um, you know, because we were running all the double R double R campaigns, and I had you know live roles, so I, I was I was resourcing roles. You know, I had candidates coming in left, right, and centre. I had clients emailing me. Um, I had you know various other emails backwards and forwards, and it, it was getting hundreds. I mean, literally hundreds a day, and it was just unmanageable. Um, I spent most of my time replying to emails as opposed to doing anything anything else so um, I actually at that that point found uh, a couple of tools Um, I've I've later changed which I can talk to you about in a bit but um, we found that actually using a a help desk type tool um, was actually far better than trying to use Outlook or Gmail or anything like that Um, you know help desk type applications and we use one called front app that's F R O N T app AWP, um which was great so you know you set it up it's a shared inbox all the emails go into there and then you can delegate to various people and you can set up rules so you know if someone if, if an email contains an attachment then it goes into this box this inbox and goes to that person if it contains this this word then it goes into another inbox so it was pretty clever and literally you know within two hours i trained our uh our actual Assistant and um, said, so Look, here you go, this is what you do. I've built all the templates for you. All you need to do is click, 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 and we're done. Um, and that, that worked, it was great. Um, and then to cut a long story short, that actual assistant uh, is no longer with us. So um, my emails went from being zero back to being 500 a day. Um, and then we have got someone else on board who, who's fantastic. And um, we're, we're making that transition across. But what, what we're doing is we're using a couple of different email addresses. So I've got my primary one, which is Darren at talentinthecloud.io, and then we have a secondary one, which is Darren at talentinthecloud.io. That one is purely used for marketing our campaigns. So whenever we run something out, blah blah blah, it goes into that. It comes from that email address and goes in, into that inbox. Um, and Oops. then um, uh, the chap that's running this is is basically he's me. He's me. Um, so he responds to everything. He's got templates, but you know what? I'm um, again. A slightly different model given where I am in the world which is at the moment South Africa um, the cost of hiring people permanently to be in your office is really no different from, from hiring a, a virtual assistant in Pakistan or India. Um, so Love for that. me it was better to have someone physically here that I can actually talk to, train um, and can develop rather than just having someone that I'm paying just to do something. So um, that, that 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 was a big shift. Um, he, he, he's banging on with that. He's doing a load of other bits and pieces. He's implementing other some other RMI strategies and um, getting a bit crazy with some videos. And um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what we've done on that side.
1: Love it. And in terms of, um, I just thought of the second one actually, if I may. Um, first one, you're again because you've got this extensive background, so you get the whole shit and building a business here. And say two and a half years ago, you think like knocking it on the head, but your change from um, well, your words, I think, was fluffy through to you know, yeah. a direct um, plan. I know that the workflow and those bits, you know, we'll dig a bit deeper shortly. But just in terms of maybe for those guys on the call, which are um, outside listening to you going, what, what does he mean by now? I've got something to actually follow a plan or I've got a, you know, a system or I've got something to work towards. What what's your what was the shift there for you?
0: Um, well, this is work in progress, as, as everything else is. Um, of course. And I, I, I felt I needed to kind of visualize what we were doing, you know, from, from start to end. So literally from how do we get a customer, or how do we get a lead, actually, um, all the way through to how do we manage the account once we've... Um, I'll tell you what we'll do,
1: Darren. I'll tell you what we'll do, Darren, if it's cool with you, because now we're going to into something that is going to be... Um, well, we're going to share an IP hook. I here, aren't we? Um, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's. I'm um, conscious of time too. Um, let's do this. Uh, in terms of the, the actual shift you've gone through, clearly as many. Um, in terms of the actual, you know, fellow members. So you know, we, you and I spoke. You know, yourself and Lee, for example, you know, what you guys do offline. But in terms of what you've got, in terms of the, you know, the support mechanism, other guys around you inside the inner circle doing the same things. So what's been the biggest shift for you there, from working, as you say, in your bedroom, 14 hours a day? We've all been there. It is pain through to maybe, you know, the, the group you've got now. What's been a big, um, a big light bubble or, or insight or learning from that process for you? As in the existing oh, members?
0: Yeah, yeah, I look it's difficult to put this into words without sounding really corny and cheesy. But, um, um, you know, I think the, the support that you have access to um, within the Inner Circle um, you know the, 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 there's lots of people I'm sure many of them are on this call today that you know we've had lots of offline conversations we've kicked around some ideas we've kind of um, you know pulled a few things apart we've had a giggle about certain things um, and I think just having that ability to talk to like-minded people who are actually on the same journey uh, very or, or, albeit very different stages um, but are on that same journey again I, I've been part of Groups in the UK and in the Middle East, where it's a load of recruiters that get together, and you know, all they do is it's kind of a I'm not going to use that, that term. Um, it's you know, l- look at me, look at uh, look at how successful I am, um, and there's yeah. no knowledge sharing. You know, it's. Um, it's, it's very closed. It's um, It doesn't really give much value. All it is is a bunch of people, you know, puffing their chests out and trying to drink tequila shots, um, which, quite frankly, I'm, I'm getting a bit long in the teeth for that. So um, <laughs> what, what, what I think RMI offers, um, or what's offered me anyway, I can't talk for anyone else, is just that ability to have a conversation with someone who's on a completely different side of the planet um, in a completely different sector um, and, and, and just to have a, a, a real meaningful conversation. Conversation about strategies that are working for them, strategies that perhaps aren't working for us, and why aren't they? Um, can we tweak them? And it's not a case, you know, Andy, of, of calling you every five minutes. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people on this call that are, are happy to share their time, and you know, people I think put in a lot um, and share a lot of knowledge, and um, you, I don't think you can get that anywhere else. Well, I've not seen it anyway.
1: No, I, I agree with you. We've got um, you know stringent. Uh, well, dick free zone or douchebag free zone, depending on where you are in the world and how you describe it. But, um, and I think it's paid dues now, definitely a million percent. But there's three things that you've done down here, which I think for our members, um, in, in, indeed everyone outside the, co- uh, the group as well, for our members to follow. Number one, what Darren has done is implement really, really quickly. And that's why I want Darren to give this, um, this intro and this insight. Number two, it's a case of, um, what works? Don't know yet right, where's the strategy? Give the strategy. We implement it. We tweak it. And that's what Darren's done. Tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. Then the third thing is there are members inside the group. Probably they've done what you're looking to do. They've already done it. And when Darren and I did speak, I didn't know that, for example, you know, uh, you and Lee have got this bromance going on. Um, but all these elements. But then also from that conversation, <laughs> you saying seeing um, from a helicopter view, taking different strategies, and there's this workflow that sits behind it, that different things you've done. We should come to shortly. But first off, guys on the call now, members, I want to really take that from Darren. You know, Darren has been through recruitment. Um, you know, he's been there, done that. But um, it's a case of just um, sucking up and just doing it, and then just implementing, and then tweaking, and then sharing. And let me share sharing your wins, but I mean, really, you know, integrating into that group. There is a there is a um, a relation between a relationship between those who uh, seem to be engaged and here with how they're doing, and and the result. However, I got Dan the G completely wrong, and happens all the time too. But I really want you guys to really do what Darren's doing here.
0: Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out RecruitmentMarketingInternational.com.